0: Hey, good evening, everybody. I'm glad you guys are joining us for our first live Bible study. I'm excited about this. Um, I know the cold weather makes it difficult for some people to come out um, physically, so we decided to offer Bible study virtually, so I'm excited to have each of you here with us um, on this evening. So what I want to do is I want to open us up in prayer and then we'll get right into the word. So let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. Uh, Thank you, God, for your awesomeness, God. Thank you, God, for your love towards us. Thank you, God, for keeping us, God. Many people did not see it to the end of this day. So, God, for that, we say thank you. God, we now thank you, God, for those who are joining us um, live, God, via Facebook, um, those on the internet, God, we thank you for their hearts um, ready to receive the word, God. So, God, we pray now, God, that you prepare their hearts, uh, prepare their minds, and we pray that this word falls on good soil. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So what I want to do is I want to jump right into the word, and we'll also have an opportunity for you to uh, ask questions via Facebook. So just type in your questions. I'll give that portion of the time when it comes to that. So what I want us to do, if you have your Bibles, you have your phones, I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, and I want you to go to Verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. And it reads as thus, I hope you guys are with me. It reads, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. This evening, I want to talk about boundaries of the heart. Uh, Here's what I want you to know. Disappointment, deception, and yes, even demons can take hold in our life when our life is void of boundaries. The the main reason why many of us face disappointment, why many of us succumb to deception, and hear this, why many of us are bound by demons because we are void of boundaries in our life. For believers, this is especially important because the enemy is always looking to gain access in our life. Somebody say, and you can write this um, on, on the Facebook, write, I need boundaries in my life. The enemy is always looking, notice this, places of vulnerability, Unguarded places and places void of boundary. Why? Because notice what 1 Peter 5 and 8 declares. I know I, I don't want to go too fast, but if you're taking notes, I want you to jot down 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And this is why Paul Peter admonishes us in the first portion of this text to be sober and vigilant. In other words, keep guard. And here's the problem that I see. I want you all to hear me and hear me good. The culture has dictated the church's stance on boundaries. The main reason why many believers are loose with boundaries is because we've allowed the culture to dictate the church's stance on boundaries. We live in a day and a time where the culture has no sense of privacy. The, the, the world says, I don't care about my privacy, and therefore, we leave our lives unprotected. Somebody say, no boundaries. This is why social media um, has become so popular. Some of y'all got not, not just Facebook. Y'all got Twitter. Y'all got Snapchat. Y'all got all kind of stuff that I don't even know about. And notice this, where where the public is um, gains all access to our life, all because of social media. Is giving the world an all access path to our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some of y'all don't care what y'all share on social media. And that has presented a problem as it pertains to boundaries. And people notice this, they have no reservations as to what they share publicly. Some stuff I see on Facebook, I'm like, I don't know why they don't share that. It's because they have no reservations as to what they share. And when access notices is unmanaged, we become more prone to attack. The only reason why I'm more prone to attack is because I've allowed boundaries to be unmanaged. Therefore, many of the attacks on the, on the life of a believer, I want you all to hear me and hear me good, is not because of the methods of the enemy. y'all. No, I want you all to hear me, but it's because of the mismanagement of boundaries. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. One of the main reasons why we succumb to the attack of the enemy is not because of his methods. It's because of our mismanagement of boundaries. And notice this, we give him an open door. The enemy is always looking for an open door. And if we mismanage boundaries, we give him all access into our lives. Tell your neighbor, don't give him an open door. I know it ain't nobody in the sanctuary, but you can just tell your neighbor that you sit next to, don't give him an open door. As believers, we must not only address the lack of boundaries um, that we give access to the enemy in our lives, but also notice this, how these lack of boundaries give access the areas in our lives that other people shouldn't have as well. It's one thing for the enemy to gain access to our lives because of a lack of, a bar- of boundaries, but many times our lack of boundaries give people access to areas that do not belong to them. And matter of fact, there's some areas that we allow people to get into our, inside in our lives that are reserved for God alone. And it's all because of a lack of boundaries. And notice this, with every relationship, there are roles. With every relationship, there are roles. I want you to know that. And if we don't appropriately define those roles for those relationships, dysfunction will always manifest in those relationships. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. But every relationship you have, it requires roles. And if we don't define those roles, there will always be dysfunction in those relationships. It's a lack of boundaries. This is why the Bible admonishes us this, to guard our mouths, guard our souls, guard our minds. But this evening, I wanna share how we must guard our hearts. And, I, and notice this, I love how the New Living Translation of our text puts it. It says that our hearts determine the course of our lives. Uh, y'all gotta take that down as a note. It says our hearts determine the course of our lives. Therefore, notice this, whoever has access to our hearts, notice this, it has authority over the course of our life. Many of us are giving people too much authority over the course of our life because we gave them access that did not belong to them. God is the only one that's trying to give control the course of our lives. And that's who we should fully give our hearts to. But many of us have given our hearts to the wrong people. Don't give your hearts to the wrong people. And notice this. This is how cults grow, lack of boundaries. This is where manipulation is rooted, lack of boundaries. This is where controlling relationship takes place, lack of boundaries. Our hearts require boundaries. So this evening, I want to share how we build boundaries around our hearts. So that's just a, just, a, just a little backdrop to what we're going to talk about. But I want to talk about how we can build boundaries for our hearts. If you're taking notes, here's the first thing you got to do. If I want to create boundaries around my heart, if I want to guard my heart, the first thing I got to do is discern. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down, discern. Because every appropriate invitation requires identification i hope y'all caught that every invitation that i give someone it first requires identification in other words one's access in our lives requires an assessment of their life if i want somebody to enter into my life we may not like this but i've got to do an assessment of their life well, what am i trying to say what are their motives concerning me Many of us get into relationships and we don't know the motives as to why somebody wants to be in relationship with me what are their intentions concerning me i i've got to know i i know you want to get close to me i know you want to go to lunch with me but what are your intentions for going to lunch and notice this what are even your perceptions concerning me because if i don't know how someone perceives me that may be i may find myself in a controlling relationship We've got to ask and make an assessment of those in our life. Because notice this, in every assessment that I make of an individual requires discernment. Many of us have been hurt, hear this, victimized and taken advantage of because we gave some people access in our lives, void of discerning that they were really devils. I hope y'all caught that. The reason why many, and and listen, I'm guilty. Many of us have been victimized. Many of us have been hurt. Because we got into relationships, notice this, void of discerning why they wanted to come into our lives. So the first thing i got to do, I've got to have this level of discernment of those who who are coming into my life. Because despite what we want to believe, there are some people that can be close to you and still have evil thoughts concerning you. And and, and you will never know that void of discernment. I don't want to be at lunch with somebody who got evil thoughts with me. I don't want to be hugged up with somebody who has evil thoughts concerning me. So I have to first discern somebody's intentions for my life before I get into a relationship with them. And the boundaries of that your heart requires first requires discerning. I, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. First um, Kings chapter three, verse nine. First Kings chapter three, verse nine. Notice what Solomon asked God. It says, therefore, give to your heart, to your servant an uh, understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. And notice how he ends this: For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Notice this. Notice the latter portion of the, of the text: For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Void of discernment, I can't even judge a person not righteously. I can't judge a person appropriately. Void of discernment. And and notice what this word means in the Hebrew, this word discern that Solomon is speaking of. It means understanding that leads to instruction. Many of us, I want you to hear me and hear me good, have put people into positions, entered into partnerships, and invited some into places that produce heartache rather than joy because we did so according to our judgment, void of discernment. I, 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 the last thing that I want to do is enter into a, a, a partnership. I don't want to put somebody in a certain position, or even go to certain places that will cause me to have heartache if I do it according to my own judgment. I've got to have a level of discernment. And notice what I said again. This word "discern" that Solomon asked um, for in he is a Hebrew word which means understanding that leads to instruction. In other words. We need discernment that gives us instruction in, on how to handle people. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. I don't want to just discern somebody has evil intentions concerning me, but I want to discern to the place where I have instructions about how to handle that person who has evil intentions concerning me. It makes no sense to have an idea of who someone is and not have instructions as how to deal with that person. Many of us knew that wasn't the right person to date, but we had no instruction. Many of us knew that wasn't the right one to do business with, but we had no instructions. We knew that church wasn't good for us, but we had no instu- instructions. We need an idea of who they are and instruction on how to deal with them. Somebody say the right boundaries. I want y'all to type that in the comment section. Put the right boundaries. Because you're prone to be dece- deceived Void of discernment. I want, I want you to um, make note of this. Exodus chapter 32, Exodus chapter 32, verses 17 through 18. Notice what the Bible says. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, this is Moses speaking, it is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. Notice this, Joshua was unable to discern the difference between the sound of war and the sound of worship. The people were worshiping the golden calf, and Joshua could not discern the difference. And if not for Moses, who, he would have been deceived. Why is this significant? Discernment will help you see beyond one's words and into their ways to tell your neighbor, I need discernment. I, I want to make sure that as I listen to someone who's talking to me, that I can see beyond their words and see into their ways. Moses came in at the right time for Joshua and said, no, that's that's not the noise of victory, but that is the noise or, or the cry of, of, of the sound of singing that I hear. If not for his um, discernment, Joshua would have been deceived. And notice this, um, Discernment allows me to see past people's tears. I don't know if y'all ever have seen somebody crying, but still yet not really having a repentant heart. I want to be able to discern somebody's tears. I want to be able to discern past somebody's tantrums. Somebody can have, have a level of tantrum, and they, they all upset, they upset with you, and really, they're they're glad that you fail. I want to be able to see some past somebody's tantrums. And notice says I want to even be able to see past some people's so-called testimonies. Somebody will give you a testimony in an attempt to deceive you. And if you don't have a level of discernment, you will never be able to see past somebody's tears. You'll never be able to see past somebody's tantrums, and you'll never be able to hear, see past somebody's testimonies. I don't know about y'all, but when I was young and I cheated on um, my girlfriend and I and I broke out in tears, y'all, I broke out in tears. But those tears were not truly tears of repentance. It's really I just wanted to make sure she didn't leave me. So listen, if I, if I don't have a level of discernment, I'll never be able to see past somebody's tears. So, so notice this, the Lord gives us discernment so we can establish the right boundaries around our heart. So here's the first thing I got, we got to do. If we want to guard our hearts, if we want to put boundaries around our hearts, we got we to have a level of discernment. And here's the good news, Solomon asked for discernment. If I want to have that level of discernment, all I got to do is ask. I want y'all to put that in the comment section. All I got to do is ask. If I want discernment, all I got to do is ask. So the first thing is discern. Here's the next thing that I want you to know. What you discern determines the depth of what you allow. So here's the second thing, depth, D-E-P-T-H, all right? Everybody can't handle all of you, and neither should you allow them to. Too many of us do not put people at the appropriate depth or give them the appropriate access in our lives after we've discerned who they are, all right? This includes, notice this, your victories, your visions, and even your vices. Everybody don't need to know your victories. Everybody don't need to have all access to your vices. Notice this, everybody don't need to have all access to your visions, because notice this, if it gets into the hands of the wrong person, they can use your visions, your vices, and your victories against you. So we've got to make sure that after we have this level of discernment, I got to put you at in the right place, All right. It's not always um, because of and notice this. Here's the reason why it's not always because of someone's ill attentions. I, I want y'all to catch this. Right? One thing is to discern somebody and realize they have ill attentions concerning me, but it's another thing to discern and realize they have a lack of matru- a lack of maturity. Some people are too immature to handle your vices. This is why pastors shouldn't tell everybody what kind of vices they have. There's some things that I'll share with certain people, but some people are not mature enough to handle my vices. So when I I make this level of discernment, I got to put them at the appropriate depth. Because notice this, uh, I want to go to this really quickly. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write down Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Verse 25. Notice what Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. But here's what I really want you to do is catch that first portion. Anxiety weighs down the heart. When you share certain things with the wrong person, it can cause you to have a level of anxiety. So I've got to make sure that when I've discerned them and I realize this is who you are, this is where I need to keep you. Tell your neighbor if I find out where you are, that's where I need to keep you. Because notice this: consider what Mary did in Luke chapter two, verse nineteen, when the shepherds revealed what the angels declared about the birth of Jesus. Everybody would say, "Mary, this, this, this is the birth of Jesus. This is the Savior. This is Emmanuel, God with us." But notice what Mary did but Mary hid all these words in her heart. Somebody say she guarded her heart because we've got to stop letting people get a hold of stuff that we should have hid from them. I, I, I know you probably saying I shouldn't hide certain things for certain people, but Mary said these things concerning Jesus Everybody can't handle that because if Jesus, if Mary would have walked around saying, my son is the Messiah, my son is Emmanuel, God with us, she might have gotten stoned, notice this, for, for blasphemy. So she said, instead of sharing what was in her heart, she hid it, all right? And many of us got to hold on to stuff rather than giving people stuff that should remain hidden, all right? Everything the Lord gives us is not meant to be shared. Even more, the latter portion of verse 19 declares, and she thought about them much. Notice this. People who talk about more about what God is telling them um, rather than um, thinking about what God told them are people with no boundaries. I want y'all to just caught what I said. The person that always has to talk about what God is speaking to them, oh, I heard God last night. I heard God concerning this. You hear God every day. Uh, seven days a week, 24 seven, that's a person, watch this, with no boundaries. Because some stuff need to remain hidden, all right? I, I don't want to be around loose-lipped people. All right, I don't want to be around loose loosely people. I believe we can all testify to this. We've shared things with people that should have remained secret, and we ended up scorned. I don't know about y'all, we, but I believe we could all testify to this. And I believe even for myself I can testify. There were some things that I shared with people that I should have kept secret, and it left me scorned. All right? And notice this if if, 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 if Jesus could p- keep people in their appropriate um, place, then we should too. All right. Even Jesus understood the, understood the importance of depth and developing boundaries amongst his disciples. All right. There were things that he shared only with Peter, James, and John that he didn't share with the other disciples. You're not better than Jesus, all right? There was only certain things that he shared with Peter, James, and John, and not the only disciples. Hear this. Only they were there with Jesus when he healed Jairus' daughter. Only three. Only three. Somebody say only three. Only they were there when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Somebody say only three. Only they were there with Jesus when he stole away in the Garden of Gethsemane. Somebody say only three. All right? What Jesus looked like taking Thomas, to heal the daughter that others had declared dead. I don't. Some people don't need to come with you in certain places, and once I've discerned that you might not have a level of faith to go with me to where God has taken me, I need you to stay right there. Right? And Jesus had enough sense to say, hey, I know all of them are my disciples, but it's only these, these three right here I can take to certain places. So once I've discerned, I've got to keep people at the appropriate depth. All right. And like the old saying says, once people show you who they are, you better believe them. All right. Once people show you who they are, believe them. And notice this. Here's what I'm saying as well. Keep boundaries around them so they stay right there. Somebody put that in the comments. Stay, keep them right there. Keep them right there. All right. There are instances in Scripture where Jesus would heal or do a great miracle and instruct those who saw. Watch this to tell no one. That's Matthew 8 and 4, Mark 9 and 9, and Luke 8, 56. Why would Jesus not want all to know of his great works? Why why would he instruct, why would he do a miracle, why would he do a great work, and then instruct them not to tell anyone else, all right? Because he understood that not everyone was ready nor able to receive that level of depth of who he was, all right? Everybody can't handle who you are, and you got to be okay with that. All right, you've got to be okay with that. I've I've learned that on this journey, that I don't share everything with everybody because everybody's not ready to receive that portion of who I am in God. And I've got to be okay with that. All right, this is why the Pharisees came against Jesus so much, because they couldn't handle the depth of who Jesus was. All right, so I don't need to get mad at somebody when I share what God has done in my life or what God is telling me he's going to do and somebody can't receive I realize, well, you're not ready to come on this journey with me, all right? You're not, and hear this, you're not ready to receive until you have revelation. What do I mean? God has to give people revelation concerning you before they can be able to ready to receive another depth. of I want you all to catch what I just said. I I, I don't want to take anybody else further in this journey with me until they receive another level of revelation concerning me. Because until you receive a revelation, you're not ready to receive another depth of me. In other words, watch this. How people view you determines the level in which they can receive from you. That's good news to me, y'all. I, I, I want to know how you view me. Because when I know how you view me, that determines the level in which you can receive from me. All right, We got to keep people at a depth Based on the revelation that they have of us, and notice this, I, I, I shared this with my um with my church family before. One of the main reasons why people um can't receive um, what God is doing in my life because they still have a revelation of Pastor Keith working with young young men, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I get that. I, I helped a lot of young men, a lot of young men in my journey, but notice is God has taken me to another level. So he's taking me now to the pastorate. So until you can catch that revelation of where I am, you're not in a position to receive from me. So I pray, if some folks on Facebook Live right now, y'all can receive this new level in Pastor Keith, so that you can receive this revelation that I want to pour into you. Amen. So when people, until people get another level of revelation from you, they're not ready to receive from you. And tell your neighbor, I can be okay with that. All right. So establishing boundaries around our heart requires determining depth. In which we allow others to have in our hearts so the first thing i said is we got to discern i've got to discern your intentions concerning me i gotta discern your motives concerning me i gotta discern your perceptions concerning me because when i can discern who you are i can put the appropriate boundaries around my heart concerning you and then once i discern now i know how far i where to keep you at bay in my life all right we've given people too much access our lives and that didn't belong that close to us. But and once I discern, I got to keep you at the right depth. So here's the next thing I want you to know. Boundaries that are deemed as desires rather than demands will always be crossed. So here's what I'm saying. When I put a, when I put a boundary, when I make a boundary around my heart concerning somebody, I got to put a demand on that. So I want you to put that in the comments. When you create a boundary, put a demand on it. Somebody put put a demand demand on it. It makes no sense to establish boundaries, and those boundaries are not enforced. This is what gets us in trouble, y'all. We can set boundaries. We can tell folk, I ain't going to do you no more. We can tell folk that I ain't going to do you on that level no more. But we don't really mean it. They're desires, but we never put a demand on it. I want to enforce those boundaries. Notice what our foundational text says. It says, guard your heart. Notice what the Hebrew word of guard in our text means. It means to keep or preserve. In other words, when we've established boundaries around our heart, we're instructed to keep those boundaries or preserve those boundaries. And allowing others, notice this, to cross lines where lines have been drawn will always lead to disappointment. So here's the reason why we run into disappointment. I'm I'm, I'm guarding my heart. I don't discern who they are. I don't put them at the appropriate depth, but you then put a demand on that boundary. And as soon as you allow people to cross lines that have been drawn, you open yourself up to disappointment. Notice this. In Genesis chapter 12, God gave instructions concerning boundaries around Abram's heart. Genesis chapter 12. The Lord instructed this of Abram in verse 1 of the chapter. He says, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house. This is what the Lord instructed Abram. Yet it was the boundaries around his family that Abram allowed Lot to cross. And this crossing caused Abram, watch this, to have his people argue amongst Lot's people in Genesis 13. This crossing caused Abram to go to war in Genesis 14. And notice this, this crossing caused Abram to lose the lives of his family members in Genesis 19. That's disappointment, y'all. Many times when God has instructed us to draw lines and tell people not to cross those lines, we open ourselves up to disappointment. As a matter of fact, Abram didn't just experience disappointment. He experienced loss. I don't want to have to draw lines. Around my heart and boundaries around my heart It's one thing to be disappointed, but it's another thing to experience loss. And this is why Ecclesiastes 5 and 5 declares it's better not to make a vow than make a vow and not not fulfill it. Many of us are saying, yeah, I'm going to put boundaries around my heart. Yeah, I'm not going to let them do me like that no more. But you make that vow, but you're not willing to keep it. We've got to keep or preserve those boundaries that we've made in our lives or around our hearts in other words don't set boundaries that you don't intend to keep I, I, I don't i don't want if you're going if you're going to set some boundaries around your heart intend to keep those boundaries because you invite disappointment and heartache in your life when you don't all right many of our hearts have been violated and victimized not because we didn't discern they were devils. I want y'all to hear me and hear me good. Many of us have been victimized. Many of us have been violated. It's not because you didn't discern that it was devils. It was not because you did not establish the appropriate depth for those devils. It's because we did not put a demand on those devils not to cross certain boundaries. I hope y'all just caught what I said. Now, that's good to me. When When I got that revelation that I realized that I can discern somebody as a devil, when I caught the revelation that I know the appropriate depth to put that devil, but I did not put a demand on the boundary around that devil, I opened myself up to be violated and victimized. Oh, Lord, somebody say put a demand on it. We've, we've got to put a demand on it. All right. And notice this. This is not to say that boundaries um, um, cannot be redrawn. I don't, want y'all to, I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way because the Bible says that we're called to be ministers of reconciliation i don't want us to get caught up in that we just put somebody in a box and we say we can't take them out of that box notice this boundaries can be redrawn all right but here's what i need to see before i redraw any boundaries around my heart i need that person to manifest watch this newness and the fruit of who they've now become y'all y'all got to catch this I, I'm not going to redraw any boundaries around my heart until I see some fruit that you this new person that you say you are. Because y'all know this, and I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking speaking from my own, my own history, we've been in relationships with certain people who treated us wrong, who did us bad, even some intimate relationships, and then they come back crying and saying they sorry, but we never saw a level of fruit, and we allow them back in, and watch this, we become victimized again, right? So, so I, will, I, I need to see you manifest some fruit before I redraw these boundaries, all right? And notice this, because people will always test, watch this, to see if what you've drawn is really a demand. (laughs) Ask any parent, when you draw a boundary, your kids will test that. I got two little ones right now. We can tell them no Soraya, we can tell them no Caden, and they will test me to see if what daddy is really saying is a demand. And people will do that to you too. You can tell them that you ain't going to do them like that no more. You can tell them that you ain't about that kind of stuff, that you ain't about that life no more. And then they will test you to see if those boundaries that you've done really had a demand on it. All right. Some versions, watch this, of Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your hearts, watch this, with all diligence, And which is the Hebrew word, mishmar, which means, watch this, confinement or jail or prison. So I want y'all to catch this revelation. Nobody walks out of jail on their own accord. And no one leaves prison until they serve their time. And it's no different for the boundaries that we establish around our hearts. Boundaries must remain around our hearts concerning certain people, certain things, and certain situations until God says so. Y'all got y'all y'all y'all, y'all, y'all gotta catch what I just said. The, the, the word says this, this word um, with all diligence means confinement, jail, or prison. Nobody walk out of prison until their time has been served. Nobody walks out of jail on their own accord. So we can't allow boundaries to be redrawn. We can't allow people to step in portions of our lives until God says so. And here, why is this significant? All right. In the natural, people are released from confinement. When when people get released um, from confinement before their time or watches prior, to rehabilitation, they are more likely to reoffend. This is why the law, there are certain laws and there are certain um, um, jail sentences and prison terms for certain crimes. Because here's what we believe that you know, psychologists and, and people who study sociologists, people who study people, realize that it requires a certain level of time for people to be re- rehabilitated. So what do i mean if we give people access to our hearts before the appropriate time they are more likely to recommit an offense or concerning our hearts listen the reason why many of us have been re-offended or offenses have been recommitted concerning us is because we let people in places before the appropriate time oh i hope y'all caught that i hope this is helping somebody Alright, because guarding our hearts require putting a demand on boundaries that we establish around our hearts. I, I don't want to be likely to get re-offended concerning my heart. And, and here's, here's the thing concerning this. I think even for myself, my, my, my heart is to give. I have a heart that wants to help people. I have a heart that tries to see the best in people. I, w- I want to be like Jesus, y'all. I want to be like Jesus. But the problem is is that sometimes I can be found guilty of letting people cross boundaries before the appropriate time. And then I set myself up for heartache. I don't want to be set up for heartache anymore. Alright? So guarding or placing boundaries around our heart does not notice this, remove us from affliction or attack. So I don't want y'all to catch. think, Pastor keeps saying, oh, if I just guard my heart, I won't have to face affliction or attack. But notice this, it helps us with how our heart now, watches, responds to affliction or attack. I, the, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. In this world, we'll face many troubles. But I can at least guard my heart as to how I respond to those troubles, how I respond to those afflictions, how I respond to those attacks if I can first now guard my heart. And, and notice what Jesus um, said in John sixteen thirty three. Here on earth we will have many trials and sorrow. He says this in the latter portion of verse 33, though, but he says, take heart because I've overcome the world. Ultimately, notice this, who you give access to our hearts to ultimately have authority over our hearts. This is the reason why God is saying I need you to guard your hearts. He doesn't want us to give authority over our hearts to people that our hearts do not belong to. This is why in our foundational text, it says concerning our hearts, it determines the course of our lives. God wants, to guard our, wants us to guard our hearts so that ultimately, watch this, he can have complete access and authority over our hearts. The reason why many of us are probably dealing with situations now is because we failed to guard our hearts. And we gave people authority that was not appropriately given when it was only reserved for. Gotta guard our hearts, and boundaries around our hearts. Watch this. Require discernment. I gotta discern who they are in my life. I got. I've gotta discern your intentions concerning me. I got discern your motives concerning me. I gotta discern even your perceptions concerning me. And not only that, I I gotta. I, it requires the appropriate depth. I gotta. I gotta. Once I discern you, I'm gonna put you in that box and I'm gonna keep you right there. If I know you don't. If you don't do my kids. I don't need to invite you to my kids' birthday party. Y'all might not like that, but if, when I discern who they are, I need to keep them in their appropriate place. And then watch this. When I understand the depth that they need to be in, I need to put a demand on it. I, I love that one right there. I need to put a demand on it. I'm not going to remove this boundary until the appropriate time. And the appropriate time, watch this, is only when God says so. Because I don't want to make that judgment on my own. I want to make sure I put the appropriate boundaries that can keep my heart guarded so God can have the appropriate authority over my life. Amen. So here's what I want to do. I want to open it up. Um, I pray that that helps you, Um, but I want to open it up for any questions, any questions that anybody may have. If you have any questions, I want you to um, type those questions in the comment box um, and then I'll address those um, questions. Any questions? Any questions about discernment? Any questions about depth? Any questions about the demand that I have to put on these boundaries? Even if we don't have any questions, or any prayer requests, anything that you want me to pray concerning you about, maybe you allow somebody to have access into your heart and you were victim. Somebody violated a certain area of trust. You let somebody in a place that they did not deserve to be. I want to pray for you. So we, we have a question about how do you create a boundary and a friendship that you did not start with? OK. All right. So, so he, hear this. So I, I'm assuming that this was a friendship, and then there were, there were some lines or some areas that were crossed that shouldn't have been crossed. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm just going to give you all a real-life example concerning this. Me and my wife. Um, we, we got engaged, and we wanted to do it the right way, all right? Y'all can put that in the comment section. We wanted to do it the right way, all right? But, but there were some hiccups along the way, and we, we crossed a, a, a boundary that shouldn't have been crossed before marriage, all right? Um, some stuff is only reserved for married people, all right? And then we crossed that boundary. Here's what we had to first do, all right? The Bible says, come let us reason together, all right? So I've got to now have a conversation with um, my fiance concerning this boundary that was now, now crossed. I've got to be able to have this level um, of dialogue concerning that boundary. And then we've got to come reason together. And then the Bible says, how can two walk together lest they agree? So I gotta, I got, I've got to have this discussion and let my wife know we had a discussion like, hey, this was beyond where we needed to cross. Um, this was not the place where we needed to go. And then both of us experienced a level of violation, all right, because um, we failed to adhere to um, what God had called us to do, to preserve ourselves before marriage. And then we had to come to a level of ing- a- agreement. We had to say, okay, now how are we going to handle this boundary that was not i am I'm, I'm going to sleep on the couch, and you're going to sleep in the bed. We've we got to have this level of discussion. It may seem funny, y'all, but, but we've got to come to a level of agreement because the Bible says, how can two walk together, let's say, agree? So we've got to have this level of agreement. And then once I have a level of agreement of now how to proceed, now watch this. Both of us got to put demands on it, all right? Because they calling you up and telling you to come over. They, they calling you at the wrong time, telling you you need to slide through. Now I got to make sure that there's a demand on this now. Because it's one thing to have a dialogue. It's one thing to now set these new boundaries. And we both in agreement concerning these boundaries. But if I can't keep those boundaries, then I've, then I've already, I've, I've failed again, all right? So I think that's where where you got to start um, with that journey. So great question, but it needs to be a discussion, all right? Come let us reason together. And then we got to come to a level of, of agreement. How can two walk together lest they agree? Then I got to na- now put a demand on that. So great question. Thank you. Any, any other questions? Any other questions that you may have? request All right so somebody asks um what should we pray for or how should we pray after we've been hurt? Here, 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 we've got to first um, ask God to mend our hearts, all right? Because the Bible says that even the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. Turn it as he wishes. But if the heart of, of the king is in God's hand, our hearts are as well. So we got to ask God, God, heal my heart, all right? Because that's a that's a difficult process to walk through, especially when I've been violated. I've been victimized, so I gotta ask God to heal my heart. And then here's here's the second thing that I gotta make sure I do. All right, because now the, here's one of the things about the, about the enemy. All right, the Bible says, um, "Let us not be ignorant of the enemy's devices." All right, the enemy um, is 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 cunning, but he's not creative. I want y'all to catch that. He's cunning, but he's not creative. So the enemy is always gonna use the same method again. So once I ask God now to heal my heart, I got to ask God. This is why the Bible says, be vigilant and be sober. All right, Because the enemy is, uh, is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So now I've got to ask God, give me um, eyes that are open and discerning of the devil's tactics. All right. So once I ask God, now mend my heart. Now, God, I need you to make sure that I'm always cognizant of the enemy. So when I see that same pattern, When I see somebody who may um, try to approach me in the same manner in which I was now victimized, I got to ask God to give me eyes of discernment, make sure that I'm always sober and vigilant concerning that. And then again, whenever I start beginning approaching new relationships, because here's the thing, and I said this, the Bible says that we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. So what happens many times when we're violated or we're victimized, we feel so defeated that we can't. Have positive, or healthy relationships in the, with the next person, but not so. All right, we're we're called to be in community. We're called to be in re- relationship. This is why the Bible says it's not good that man be alone. He's not just talking about marital relationships. He's talking about all of us as believers. So once I once I do once I understand that God has now healed my heart, now that I know that God has now given me an eye to notice the enemy, be sober and be vigilant. I gotta press towards the mark of the higher calling in Christ Jesus. I got to make sure that I want to go into these new relationships, watch this, with a level of discernment, and I can put people in the appropriate depth, and I can put demands on those relationships so I, don't, I can avoid being victimized again. And man, I, ho- I hope that helps. Thank y'all. Um, I truly appreciate y'all. This was my first time doing live, so it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of different for me, y'all, because I'm used to people being in the sanctuary. So I'm a little bit out of my element. I gotta thank my my assistant pastor for pushing me and my wife for pushing me to do this, so I get a little bit more comfortable. Um, and I'm gonna try to do these um, lives more often. Um, so it's just gonna be a different platform for us to share the word of the Lord going forward. So here's what I wanna do. I wanna pray. But also, um, if you'd like to offer offering into our ministry, you're able to do so. We're actually going to type that into the comment link. But you can go to www.waytampabay.org. And we in the right top right-hand corner, there's a, a giving um, button that you can push, and you can go into our ministry. I pray that it's blessed you. I pray that it's helped you. Um, and let's continue to guard our hearts. God is the only one that wants to have all access all authority over our hearts. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you, God, for those, God, that have joined um, to sit at your feet. We pray, God, that they've been fed by your word. We pray, Lord, that they've been instructed by your word. God, we pray now, God, that we can live by your word. For your word declares, God, let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So I pray, God, that your people have heard but now we'll go and do it. Thank you, God, for instructing us on guarding our heart. Help us, God, to discern those around us. The Bible declares, God, that there are some that are wolves in sheep clothing. Everybody don't mean us any good. All good, God. So let us discern those kind of people in our lives. And God, once we discern them, God, help us to put them in their appropriate place. Every relationship deserves roles, God, and if we don't put them in the right role, it'll manifest dysfunction. So we'll keep them at the right death. And God, let's put a demand on our boundaries. God, even the world knows that you don't just let people out of jail on their own accord. You don't let people out of prison until the appropriate time. So God, once we place these boundaries, God, we won't lift them. We won't redraw them. Until you, them. Thank you, God. Thank you for your people. Bless them, God. Bless all the hearers of your word. Keep us and bring us back at the appropriate time. Thank God. All right, y'all.